Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. Okay. Hello, podcast fam. We are here with Stephanie Bergeron, who is, first of all, a character. You're going to love her. She's funny. She's like, gets to the point. She's on her shit. And she is a personal development coach and yogi. So she really kind of hits like everything. She's like, we're doing all the personal development and also your body and building that connection in the spiritual realm and doing those things. So she is going to come on and talk to us about all things, those things, and it's going to be dope. So hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me all up in your family and your <laughs> listeners. Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Where should we, uh, where should we begin? Um, I usually like to start with like, how did you get to what you're doing? Yeah. So how long do we have? Just kidding. Like an hour. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, cool. 30 years ago. <laughs> right. Um, so the, the, um, you know, more narrowed down to how I got to like right here in this moment was after about, um, I don't know, 10 to 15 years in and around, um, the hospital through. So I was an EMT turned firefighter turned ER nurse. Um, and, um, that really kind of like, I let that kind of spiral me in a, in a direction that wasn't great. I let, um, I didn't have a lot of mental resilience or great coping skills. And I fell into um, a lot of things that are not great coping skills. Um, Get dirty. Let's um, like get dirty. Um, <laughs> a lot, I was, I was an angry little elf. Let me tell you, you could, if you cut me off in traffic, you watch out. Cause I was probably going to run you off the road. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like if you got my coffee wrong, it was coming back at you with no wow. lid on like yeah. roar, right. You couldn't be around me. Um, I had a disciplinary file at work. Like I would say thicker than your laptop, which used to mean something, but like, doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, but like thick, like an encyclopedia, right. Wow. Which people don't even know what those are anymore either. So, um, dated references, um, <laughs> but just like that kind of like, just no, no relief valve. It would just, it was a constant mm-hmm. boil over. I was at a, like a boil all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. And then just, you know, like sleep wasn't great personal high, like personal care. Like I didn't know, didn't embrace like didn't any exist. of that. Yeah. 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 Um, and no like healthy way to take care and move my body. And I grew up a dancer. So moving my body was like all I knew. Yeah. Um, so as, and as you age, those things like, you know, you graduate and yeah, dancing seven days a week anymore. Right. Um, so lost touch with my body, which I did not understand the upstairs, um, the connection you know, kind of, yeah, I didn't yeah. at all. And kind of what it was doing to my mental health. So we fast forward, um, a dear friend of mine and I, um, were kind of going down the same path. We had worked together on ambulance. We had like followed parallel mm-hmm. paths a little bit. And we were, were both kind of headed in not great directions. And we kind of like dropped everything, pretty much quit our jobs. And we went wow. to Greece for a month and did a yoga teacher training. We had absolutely zero. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <Freaking> um, <laughs> Um, everyone's like, you're doing what? I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. I'm going to be back in a month. Bye. <laughs> I'm a Bye. Get out of here. Bye. Bye. Um, and so then even on the plane ride over, um, and like, you know, when you introduce yourself at the teacher training, we had zero intention of teaching. Like I was like, no, I am here to like, ooh, and figure out some stuff and like, just try something new and like escape for five weeks, four weeks, whatever yeah. it was. Um, and then fast forward, that was three years ago. Um, and it sounds a little chintzy, but like, totally changed my life. Like I remember sitting in our bed and we called it the compound. It's like this little like yoga, like you lived in this building and you did yoga in this building. So we called it the compound. It's like literally like sitting, drinking a cup of coffee at the compound one morning and just like had um, a revelation that like how I felt so much better and and started to disconnect um, 
from the identity of like being this badass critical care nurse. Mm -hmm. Like if I wasn't that, I wasn't anything. Um, so that started there. And then I I came home and think, Oh, thank you. That was good. Um, and so that was like a big step. And I I didn't, the realization didn't come like that quickly. It started there. And then thankfully when I came home, I continued to like dig and do work and, and play and explore avenues. Um, and then like kind of accidentally started teaching. Um, like I started teaching at the hospital, like literally in the basement of the hospital. Um, It was, it was a less than Zen space. Um, Legit. It was like right next to the elevator shaft. So every time the elevator came on, you're like, Um, but so then it just, it just kind of, um, I realized like you start to have this, I'm like, this, this is what I was put here to do. Like, you know, I love being a nurse and caring for people, but I also, um, need, this movement in my life and it could help some of the nurses I work with. And then really the flipping point for us was um, we unfortunately over the last couple of years have attended several preventable funerals, um, whether that was because they chose poor coping mechanisms um, or because they decided, you know, this, there's nothing left for me here on this earth. I'm going to take wow. myself to the next one. Yeah. Um, so we did that like, and those were healthcare months. workers. Yeah. But specifically um, pre-hospital providers that we worked with like EMS fire um, is that something, um, I wonder if that's something just a lot of people, if you're not in that world, don't know and don't I, like the suicide rates for providers is actually really high mm, compared to a general population. It's much, much higher. It's not talked about, um, the military side of it is starting to get some traction. You see a lot of like the 22, um, you yeah. know, 22 for 22 that, cause they say like, yeah. you know, um, so that's just barely, but that number has been insanely high for so long. It's crazy that it's just getting traction. Yeah. Um, and then think like providers and, and pre-hospital workers, like, and then, um, with everything that's gone on the last year and a half, I don't know if anyone's <laughs> noticed or not, um, that, that, that world has taken, right. <laughs> right. Where do you live? I want to know. <laughs> um, um, you know, and that's, I feel, I just have this sensation that like that's only going to start to creep in that direction because we don't have things to play like it was for so long like you knew you think it'll get worse again yeah I think if we don't step in and kind of do something because I think for so long that whole world was very um you knew what you got yourself into Mm. pull yourself up by the bootstraps this is what you signed on for Mm -hmm. and like that's a bunch of crapola (laughs) (laughs) um so I, yeah. So anyway, so that's like kind of where I got to, um, with this and like, just feeling, yeah. and then that fire started to build. I'm like, I have to change everything in the world and teach them all how to yeah. want to live and love and be the best versions of themselves. So yeah. I decided it was a mental resilience that's lacking. And I think that you can get to that point through physical mobility. Um, cause when you build that movement in your body, you take care of yourself. You have a larger capacity to hold space for other humans. Um, and then like if things start to round out and be manageable. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's like where I am now, which brings me to where I'm right now, which is another yoga teacher training sitting in a Airbnb in Bend, Oregon. (laughs) Cause I was like, I need to learn more of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is a, a couple brilliant points. One, it is very like, well, you signed up for this and you should know and blah, 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 blah. And it's all, it's all horseshit. Like, let's call it what it is. Like mm-hmm. that is why people choose to die. Instead is why people choose to leave the profession because one corporations aren't building out programs. They're not building out resiliency programs. They're not building out self-care programs. Like you think when you enter a nursing school, you're pr- probably young. There are a lot of people who do it when they're older, but like well, whatever like, state you do it, you're a helper, right? And so those right. people tend to low-key kind of be martyrs. But like when mm-hmm. when you come out of counseling school, right? When you come out um, with like social worker counseling, we actually have a two-year supervision process where we learn boundaries, where we learn how to carry trauma, where we learn wow. how to, it's beautiful. It is, it is literally life-saving, mm. literally. You can't do this work without doing that because you will you will kill yourself literally, or you will, you will kill your life force. Like there's no way, but other professions don't have that. Nursing doesn't have that EMS fire department, sheriff's office. They don't have those things. Mm-mm. And it's that, insane. That's really beautiful that, that you have that. It is. Um, you actually have to meet the supervisor once a week 
for two years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's, I really like that. Yeah. I thought it was bullshit when I was going through it, but I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. It was wonderful because you also mm-hmm. learn triggers and biases and your own implicit biases and what to do when you're triggered by a patient or a client, like all of those things are right. Like, mine. like, <laughs> like shivering over here. Um, and that's something I, that healthcare workers need. Cause, you know cause we get right. And we get triggered. Like I could tell you right oh, now, the, yeah. the patients that that trigger me and they're there. It's an interesting, it's like a whole nother podcast. Um, but it took me a long time <laughs> to figure it one. out. Yeah. It would be. Um, and I see it now and I still feel it, but at least I'm like step one aware. Mm. Okay. I'm aware. Mm. So there are days where I switch patient assignments. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to like, yeah. I think keep my trigger at bay today. So like, Hey, I'll take two of your patients. If you take this, this one, cause like, I'm not going to be yeah. the best nurse for them today. Right. I don't have it in me. Right. Um, but, and it's like, to your point where, where corporations, right. Cause hospitals are, are a business. I get that. That doesn't p- piss me off. Like I understand. Yeah. I want you to make money. I want my paycheck. I need the doors to stay open. Like <laughs> I get it. I get it. Now $40 um, for like the ramekins of the Advil comes in. That's a little shady. A little shady, right? Like let's, let's, be, let's be a good business. Right. Um, but that's like, first we have to reel in the insurance companies. Like this could also be like, we could write a book on that one. Like um we'll save that for the third podcast <laughs> this is a series now um, um what's wrong in healthcare yeah. um but so like I get that but it's I want to like I, I have a little bit of bit right we've all taken like a business class or two like somewhere along the line you took an elective you learned supply demand whatever um I want to like shake some of them and be like so how much would it cost to implement some of these programs a supervision program for all of our new grad nurses who are turning on their heels and bolting out the door I get it I get it. I wouldn't walk into this profession today. Mm-mm. And I'll um, tell you, it's not as expensive as it is to hire new people. So well, I, that's exactly uh, the point I was, yeah, like turnover. It's much cheaper. Oh yeah. So I was talking to um, the head of 911 in our county because I'm actually doing a resiliency program with our county. EMS 911, sheriff, animal control, blah, blah, blah. We're going to extend it. The goal is to extend it. Um, but they were telling me it costs $60,000 just to hire someone. And it takes six months to train them appropriately. $60,000 in that six months, the entire program I'm building out with the County is half that half That's, that. For yeah, I am. Um, and it's, I, I am getting on a plane. I need to come see this program. Like I need to uh-huh. see this build out, like the hashtag want to bring it, bring it North. You can do. Yeah. No, legit. We can talk yeah. about this after. Um, but like, that's exactly like the, um, the thought process there is like money makes this world go around. It is what it is, accept yeah. it or get mad at it. I've accepted it. Right. Um, but it, it's also like a value thing. Like, don't look at the cost. Look at like, it's the value of, can you put a price on someone's life? I don't want to be dramatic, but like, but that's what it is. It's probably got a comma in it or two, I don't know. <laughs> a decimal. It's like, and it's, it's very evident when corporations, sometimes they don't know, right. They, a lot of times I think because the people, you know, the people who run hospitals are not nurses. They're not doctors. They're business people. They are, they're MBAs. They have a business degree. They blah, 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 blah. And so they literally, literally don't understand um, what it, what the job is, what it takes, what you experience, the abuse you experience, especially if you're um, someone who's marginalized, right? Like totally different as a woman, as a person of color, as all those things. So they literally don't understand. So it's an ignorance piece. And it's also where your priorities are your priorities in just, well, there's always nurses. We can hire a new one. Well, that's going to be really evident. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. And it's proving not to be true. Mm, Right. There aren't, we're running out because no one wants to do it. Which is nuts. So how do you, so now like, do you specifically work with nurses or do you work with just anyone? Or is it like a healthcare? Who do you work with? Yeah. So I, my, um, kind of niche demographic that I work with most frequently are healthcare providers, nurses. I'm a few like nurse practitioners. Um, and then, um, like my fire EMS police community kind of, um, rouse in there. My, my sneaky thing is I, we all kind of like live and love each other. Yeah. Like we make yeah. big jokes, like all of our police friends are married to nurses and all like vice versa. And just, <laughs> so you kind of like get in with this side, a lot of my nurse yeah. friends a little more ready to take that step. And they're kind of like, you know, and it's it, the ripple effect, right? So that's yeah. kind of um, majority of who I work with. 
Um, I have a few people that like come to me and like, ah, oh, gosh, I wish I could work with you. I only work with healthcare providers. I'm like, no, 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 come on in. Yeah. Um, they're just like my, you know, the, they pull on my heartstrings so hard that like, that's really the, um, people I love to work with. Cause I do, it's like, you're saying, um, an understanding piece. Like I speak mm-hmm. that language. Like I've lived it. I've walked it. I've loved it. Yeah. I've hated it. I've loved it again. Um, so that's <laughs> circular right. little cycle. Um, but yeah, so that's like really who I work with. Um, so if you're yeah. a healthcare provider and they're listening and they're like, Oh shit, this is me. Oh, this I don't me. take care of myself. I go home and I drink to numb everything. I can't sleep. I have nightmares. Every time I close my eyes, I'm seeing this call I ran or this patient I had. Um, what do you do? Like, what are some ways that they can start taking care of themselves? Some like simple, crunchy, like uh, take a bite out of it. Like take a bite out of it to start like turning that, um, around. Sure. Um, so a couple things as a side note, I also recommend an, a therapist. Everyone needs one Word. just to shout, just a <laughs> plug to that. Every, I don't think you should be allowed in on the world really, but like specifically in some of these professions with, without when I think it should just be yeah. a more accepted piece of your day. Okay. Um, but anyway, th- like with that, cause everyone should have one. And on this side, like more of the realm where I am in, um, is, um, it seems I like to write a lot of things down. Um, so I'm a super tactile. I need to touch things. Like you're saying, take a bite out of it. I'm not going to recommend biting what you write down, but I used it. <laughs> Yeah. If it helps eat it, make sure it's biodegradable. I don't know. Um, so I've written it down and then like you rip it out of that notebook, physically rip it out. Um, I, what do you write down? So, um, for a lot, I think what comes in is a lot of guilt. Sometimes we come home from a call or a patient or something. I wish I, um, I wish I could have done more. I wish this had gone different. What if I had done this? What if I had given one more epi? What if I had gotten there faster? What if, what if, what if it wasn't raining? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? write them all down. Cause what they're doing in here is like this bubbling, rolling boil. It's simmering. It's mm-hmm. simmering. And when you have like the water on simmer, it doesn't take a whole lot more heat to boil over. Right. Like, but so don't stay at a low simmer, turn the fucking oven off stove oven, whatever that part is. I don't know that. Um, so like, write it down. They could stay there and maybe you get to a point where you can look back at them. Um, I am a fan of like bless and release. So take it, rip it up. You have a fire pit out back, throw it in the fire. Rip it up tiny pieces, flush it down the toilet. Like trash, Re- recycle if, if, you, if you got one of those. Rip it up, it's paper, right? Like, you know, whatever path like feels good to you, but it's a physical um, release. It's a connection to your body. Your hands are ripping. It's visual. You're using so many of your senses. If, it's, if you're like have the opportunity in a safe way to, to burn it, I'm no longer allowed to use candles unattended. So it's a different story. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't do that anymore. Um, but that's another scent that you can smell, right. Um, which can yeah. be a trigger, right. The burns is, we, that's a whole nother world. Um, so if that's a trigger, don't go there, but like the physical ripping of it, it's, it's a connection with the muscles and the body. Yeah. And then, yeah, that is, you know, so it's kind of, you're getting that. So that's one technique. Um, and that's like for physically or for things that like, like release our thought. Yeah, yeah. Like a thought that you come home from work with. Um, mm-hmm. so it could be something I'm a huge fan of, like, keep that journal actually in your car. Don't mm-hmm. like, it, it'll take you three seconds in the that's parking good. lot of the hospital or in the parking lot of the firehouse or the parking mm-hmm. lot of where you work. Um, so, so you're physically not even taking it home with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we talk all the time. Oh, don't take work home with you. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't like right. your brain at work. Right. But like, if you could get it out and yeah. then it doesn't home with, it doesn't come in the house with you in the that. car. And like once a month, you just throw the whole damn notebook away and get a new one. Um, so something like that, like that's a, um, like a tangible small bite thing. Like you could take a piece, I'm not recommending sealing, but take a piece. You might come home from the hospital with a piece of paper in your pocket. Just use that, write it in the car and then toss it in the trash barrel on your way in the house. Right. So it doesn't come in the house with you. Right. So it's really like kind of small, right. But like physically tangible can be kind of fun. Like do it with a crayon, like do it with a yeah. red pen, do it with a Sharpie, like yeah. get into it, try things on for size. Um, so that's that side of like the work related things. And then some of it with the trigger things, um, like, and I use this example all the time. Cause I just think, especially having been born and bred and raised in new England, um, traffic is like a thing and road rage, right. Mass holes, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, I could say that cause I was born in Massachusetts. Um, so I make up stories for people. Like when I get cut off in traffic, 
I used to like get right up on their ass, right up on their bumper. You're cut me off. I'm not like, I was like, yeah. now, like now I'm like, I'm like, who was that girl? I'm that girl. Yo, in like, the South, right. you're just going to get shot. Like, I don't do it here. Cause everyone carries a gun. Like not a joke. <laughs> No, it's true. I, like, I now and I have things to do. Like I'm not. <laughs> I ain't got time to get shot today. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I now, <laughs> I now live in New Hampshire, which is a bit more like no. the south in that in that regard. <laughs> um, but not in Massachusetts. You're just gonna get like this this right. shot. <laughs> um. So I now make up stories for people. Okay. So like. Because what I think is when you boil it down, because I have this method, I call it the toddler method. We ask a lot of why. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't actually mad when they like, cut you off. You felt unsafe for that second because that person yeah. almost hit you or got too close. But you, you're not in a space to realize that. So what comes out is, Arr! but right. what it was is that you felt unsafe, which is yeah. we all just want to feel safe. When if someone like threatens you, whether it's overtly or, or like not. Um, anyway, like when we're triggered, that feels unsafe to us. Yeah. And so we react as if we're in danger. Right. Right. And that happens like so subconsciously we don't, you know, and it it happens so quick. So now I, you know, I back up, I pull my foot off that gas, but I let them. Right. And I say like, I bet your wife is in labor and you've got to get there before the baby's born. Right. And it's so silly. Um, but it like gives me like, I hope you get there safely. Yeah. And I say, I say it out loud in my car, like talk to myself. Um, or yeah, someone like veers, changes lanes and I could see them on their phone instead of like getting right up next to them and screaming at them for being on their phone and almost killing somebody. I'm like, oh, I bet it's super important. It's probably like they're running late for a job interview and they yeah. need this job or they're going to lose their home. I make up, sometimes the stories are elaborate depending on how bad traffic <laughs> is, and how much time I have. Like, so I make up that story for them. So you go from like a compassionate space instead of an anger space. Yeah. Yeah. And cause it's like, you, you do never know what they're going through. And so like when I can, cause I think for the people that I work with, we are such compassionate people. So it pulls us back to like why we do yeah. what we do anyway. And that feels um, better. Like it feels yeah. better than being angry and pissed off the rest of the day. And I'll tell you something I do is I just ask a question. Yeah. Like, um, are you stupid? <laughs> I just ask a question and I'm just like, um, uh, what are you doing? Instead of being angry, I'm just like, what the fuck? Usually I'll just do something like that. Or the other thing, especially if they're old, I only do this with old people. I'm just like, oh, you're going to die soon. All right. Oh, so literally that's what I do. I'm just like, oh, you'll be dead soon. So that's sad, I guess. And then I just roll on. I love that. I, you know, I think that's definitely one my, like, I call them my people, right? Could use because we do work with a lot of old people and sometimes they do things that piss you off. And you're like, oh my God, we're near the end. So, to be dead soon. And it's either like, then I never have to see you on this road again or like, that's sad. Sad. That's (laughs) sad. It helps me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. so, So, you have learned to operate instead of reacting in anger to like, get underneath that reaction and come from a space of compassion. So how yes. does that, how does that help you overall? Cause we probably have a lot of people who are like, Oh, I'm kind of angry all the time. How does coming from that space of compassion or empathy help their overall, if they're like, well, everyone pisses me off at work. Um, I, I don't have time for that or that won't work for me. Blah, blah, blah. Like when that becomes your normal, what do you see happen? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. And you put that so articulately. I got to like, listen back to this podcast and write that down. <laughs> Cause I was like, you just said what I do in like three words. It takes mm-hmm. me half an hour. It's a um, <laughs> it's a, it's a gift. You're a gifted woman. Um, and so, ah, let's see back to the question because I tangented. So um, what happens when you operate in a space of compassion oh, yes. versus yes. a space of anger the majority of the time? You are effing exhausted, which you feel, I'm sure like if you're listening mm-hmm. and you're like, I do that. I'm tired. My relationship, marriage, whatnot could maybe has, could be a little better. Um, I see it come out honestly. Um, and I talk about this a lot, like with the retreat I'm doing with my advertising for it, I see it come out in like, cause we're compassionate people. We, we turn it back against ourselves because we don't want to be angry at other people. So all you hear in the break room is like, keto this and Atkins that. And what'd you do for a workout this morning? And Susie brought cookies in that bitch. Cause she knows I can't have cookies. Cause I don't eat anymore. Um, it just, and it's such an interesting thing, but I see it turn back so often in like a, um, a self 
like depreciation, lack of self-worth kind of thing. And I know that seems like there's no connection there, but it like, Explain it goes the like, connection. yeah, it, uh, it's, it's, why does that happen? Um, I, cause we can't like, it's, it doesn't, we don't feel like we're hurting anyone else if we're mad at our, ourselves is kind of what I think um, that. So like, you, you're not gonna, I mean, we do go home and I say we, cause like I've done it and snap at like the kids or the dog or the husband. Um, but I do, I think like the under layer when it boils back down, when you live in that constant state of anger is like, you become so angry, you're angry at everyone, including yourself. And um tangible things that you see like the little just little pinch you could pinch or this or like mm, the scrubs are a little tight now um becomes like it, it adds to that rolling boil and that it's just like it's another layer and I'm not sure yeah. like I exactly went on um to the question but no, I, that's, I love that's that what I see on that because I think it's something a lot of people don't associate because it's not a really linear connection like not at that's all kind of like a uh so my brain works in spider webs where like mm. one thing connects to other things, but it's not a linear connection. But you would only recognize that pattern once you've worked with enough people that you see the pattern. So like, that's actually beautiful. That one of the things that happens when you're angry all the time, when you're so burned out, when you're so compassion fatigued, we turn it on ourselves. One of the reasons I think, and you'll have to tell me if this lands for you, is it feels bad. It feels bad to snap at our partner. It feels bad to snap at our dog, right? Because we know like logically we're cognizant of the fact that like they don't deserve it. They don't do anything, but it is so easy to convince ourselves that we deserve it. A hundred and 17%. Yeah. It's so easy to say, well, I could have done this and it's just bad and da, da, da. And then it also like another thing I find is you end up, um, what's the word like exacerbating misery when you're angry mm. you're also miserable and now yes. you're miserable with everything the weather sucks all the time your job sucks everyone you work with sucks blah 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 blah, blah. where the difference is like you're burned out you're mm-hmm. just burned out yeah and um yeah you're burned out you're you're empty like that yes self-love worth cup is mm-hmm. is you've drained it because like you gave away all your compassion. So then you had to take from your self mm-hmm. cup too. And then you drained that. And now there's, there's nothing. nothing. And so yeah. like, yeah. So that's like, I, like you said, I didn't, the spider web picture is really cool. I like that because it's not a linear connection, but that's what I've seen like over the last mm-hmm. um, couple of years where like, I've now just been more aware, like, you know, like when you're looking for something, mm-hmm. you see it. So right. now you start to see that and start to make those connections. And I'm like, Oh gosh, like it's now just not at other people. Like you've now like turned to the war on yourself and like that doesn't end well. No, never. So when someone is at war with themselves and they're like writing things down when they're like leaving work and trying to have that boundary and they're practicing compassion with other people, something interesting I find. And then I have a question after that is like, when we practice compassion for other people, it becomes much easier to then turn it on ourselves. So like for people that struggle with self-confidence, I'm like, hype other people up, tell other people they're doing great. Because now that's your internal soundtrack. And so you'll, Mm -hmm. it's easier to turn it on yourself and it's easier to start with other people for most people. Oh yeah. But if they're so empty, like that's one step, but what's another thing if they're just like, listen, I don't even have the energy for that. Like, how do you start refilling your own cup? What are maybe like two like pillars or themes that people need to start with? Does that make sense? A hundred percent starts with, um, and this is a, a term, a word that's used like like almost too much now. Um, but you have to write down three things that you're grateful for Mm. at the very beginning of your day. And then you have to, at the very end of your day, write down something that went well and something that didn't something that could have gone better. And like, that's like people that aren't writers, you can think them, you don't have to write it down even a thought. So like, even now, like I've kind of with some traveling, I've been doing, um, the, the journal didn't get packed. One of them, like that specific <laughs> one. Cause I like to keep them separate. Right. Um, and then you know, just like, like life, right. You're too, you know, you, you were too busy all the time, too busy, too poor to invest and help and love ourselves and other podcasts. Um, so the alarm goes off. Right. And your initial thought is like, Oh, why did I have to like, why did I have to wake up this morning? Mm-hmm. Like literally the right. That's the thought you're like, Oh, okay. Right. So you hit the snooze button, gives you nine minutes and you're just going to lay there instead of falling back asleep, like maybe prop up on one elbow and just yeah. like think a couple things. You're like, all right, well, 
I could be grateful that I woke up this morning. Maybe you're not. That's okay. You could be. Um, but you could be, and which would be a great start. Something simple. You're like, I am super grateful for this blanket. It's warming this bed. Mm. I can hear the coffee pot because I said it last night. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Right. These don't need to be like grandiose things. Those like teeny tiny little, like, I am grateful for, like, I do stupid stuff. Like when the cat, I say stupid, but like seemingly, right. Cause yeah. people want it to little. be like this big, like, right. you know, like I have to be grateful for like mother earth and the oxygen she gives and like, whatever, <laughs> like the cat will jump on the bed. I'm like, I'm grateful for your little pink nose. Right. Like, um, and like you just, cause then it just is going to start your day. Like from that, when, if you wake up and your very first thought is fuck my life, I yeah. would rather crash into a bridge abutment than go to work today. That's going to set Guess a tone for, for your day. Guess yeah. Where the goes. yeah. And that's like, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Like not going to diminish that at all. I've been there. Like I still, yeah. like, not like it goes away. But it's, it's a choice to stay there. And that's yes. what I tell people all the time. Like emotions are waves, all of them, 100% of them. They come and they go. We want mm-hmm. to let them come and go in their own time. But it is a, and I meet a lot, a lot of people and I stay the hell away from them who are, they choose to be miserable because they think that doing the work to be happy is so much harder. But let me tell literally everyone who listens to this a secret. It's not. It is so much less work. It is so much less work to just do the work to be content, which is different than happy, but content Mm -hmm. versus like, it is so much freaking energy to be miserable all the time because you have a, you have to constantly reaffirm your worldview. So even if you deny it and you look for the negative and you complain and you live in that space and I'm just like, Okay. So don't literally take what I'm saying literally, but I'm just like, die then. You know what I mean? Like, don't literally like, listen, everyone listening. I'm not telling it's you. It's not. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm not telling what... you. But when your life is that miserable, I can see why people are like, well, you know, who has no problems? Dead people. That sounds super nice. That's, and that's when you let it go that far. That's like, that's where you get. Right. Not right. that everyone like lets it, but like there are options for people to get support and change their mindset and their outlook and to reframe those things. And that's where gratitude comes in, right? Like just, mm-hmm. I love that you start with gratitude because it's a small. Mm, it's super tangible, bite-sized. Like yeah. you can make it this tiny little, like little like nibble, right? Like, yeah. and it's not, not a nature Valley bar. That's going to crumble. It's like <laughs> something better than that. Right. Like, you know, and it's like this, yeah, like small little, um, and it's like, and it can be something like, cause people get a little like, mm, that's fluffy. That's I don't do fluffy. Right. I am hardcore. Me is big and strong. Um, and like, I get it. I I've worked with the big and strong. I'm pretty big and strong, right? Like at least I thought I was, I was too cool for school. It was cool to be angry. Um, and we just talk about exhausted just cause like I came from that world. Like I was working hundred hour weeks. Oh my God. I was working. It's a badge of honor. Yeah. We, it was like, wow. Yeah. Like, well, I did two overtime shifts this week. Well, I did this. Well, I did that. Well, I haven't slept. Like I like, like, it's just like, 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 take my badge of honor, burn it. Like I'm over it. Um, yeah. And then uh, I'm so much less exhausted. Like I could work more now. Like I, there's a reserve, you refill your reserve tank. And I'm like, no, I know. So it does, it just, uh, it does. It's a lot less exhausting. It doesn't seem like it's going to be. It but, doesn't uh, because initially the work is actually harder because you have to, no. what I find most people struggle with is like being really honest about not confirming their worldview. So if they're really like, oh, things aren't actually as bad as I think, like, it, we will do almost anything to convince ourselves that we are right. Yeah. And even that even means like staying in misery, staying in that space. Um, I've seen it happen with relationships where, where the people will think I don't deserve love and they'll ruin every single one of their relationships. They will ruin it because they want to prove themselves right. Or I can't get a good mm-hmm. job and they will do everything to prove that right. Or I'll never be happier. I don't deserve it. Or I don't deserve to enjoy my job. Like I literally had a client say to me, like everyone hates their job. And I'm just like, uh, I don't, I love my job. And then immediately, well, that won't work for me. And here's why. And I was just like, that's mm. a lie. Like that's a lie. Do the right. thing. And then you get the things right. Obviously there's like systemic barriers and issues and things that exist for that. It's not that simple, but it sure. is that simple. 
And it's but not- yeah, it's like if that's already your paved path, like your course of that's Let's easier than to walk it. Right. Like people will um <laughs> people complain about getting older, right? And they're always like, oh my god, my birthday, I'm getting so old. And every single time I'm just like, well, you could be dead. So it's a so birthday funny sounds you better. S- <laughs> funny you say that because like we see it a lot with patients. Um, you know, things are they're creaky and old and broken and now a hundred pills and like whatever, which is yeah. another whole tangent. Um, but they're like, oh, honey, don't grow old. I'm like, mm, I'm actually trying to. That's the goal. That's the point. I'm like, well, the alternative isn't is great. Dead. And they just look at me and I'm like, could be dead. And they're like, that's a fair point. Just like <laughs> age with grace. If you take care of your body, if you don't right. run yourself into the ground at 35, 80 might not be so bad. If you like, don't destroy your body and your life. By working too I don't know. How do people do that? What are some ways people can take care of their body that then translates into like mental wellness? Because that's what you do, right? You're like, we're getting through the body and then they're so linked. And I think a lot of people don't still don't know that they're linked, but if they listen to this podcast, they do. So we do, but like, how do we work through the body? We work through the body. So I, I mean, from my yoga and dance background, like movement, right? So like, hi come take a yoga class, um, which is, seems inaccessible for a lot of people. So many people are like, I'm not flexible enough. I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not whatever insert like excuse here. I've had like 96 year olds do yoga. I've had 400 pound human beings do yoga. I've had bodybuilders do yoga, like different story. But if you're like, you know what, that's not my thing. It's some kind of movement, Mm -hmm. like go for a walk, but don't put your headphones in. Mm, feel feel, just like feel every step when you walk yeah to the ground soft to the ground this like and then then you're starting to build those like connection neural pathways that are there but you're exercising them yeah you're not just moving your body um if if you like whatever calls to you for movement Mm -hmm. um I have a lot of friends that like lift heavy yeah if that's your thing that's your thing but but when you're there like think about each thing when you grab that squat bar Mm-hmm. feel each finger, grab it, like yeah. feel your hands ignite, like just start those slow body connections. And of course, like I do loop it back um, into yoga. Cause I do think like, whether you run, whether you bodybuild, whether you whatnot, some of these, and I, I for sure gravitate to like a slow flow um, kind of yoga. Cause I think we move so quick in life that I, I love like a hot, fast movement vinyasa class, but like I teach a nice slow. Cause like we, let's just slow down. I want to walk the slow mind body connection path. Um, and if that doesn't seem, if that's like two or three steps away from you, you're not quite there yet. Just like breathing is movement mm-hmm. is you're moving your body. Um, and that's like the OG mind body connection, right? Like that's where it starts. Um, so like that inhale, exhale, like if you can sit, if you can set a timer on your phone for one minute, which I know mm-hmm. I'm too busy. You have one minute. Like I said, I'm a big fan of like the car you know, while you're pooping. Like, like, yeah, there you go. I like that. Um, uh, you know, which is all that we, we joke in healthcare that like, we don't even have time to pee. I'm like, no, <laughs> make time. Cause that's not good for your bladder. Um, <laughs> so like when you sit in the car, when you pull in your parking lot and work or vice versa, when you pull in your driveway at home, take your little iPad watch thing, whatever, set yourself a one minute timer, start with 30 seconds. If that's yeah. one minute seems too long and you just stare out the window. I'm a big fan of open eyed, right? Cause closing your eyes can be too much, right? Like it can be triggering. Um, just breathe. And when you breathe, like do things like, do you feel all right? Well, my chest, the girls, everything lifted up, let it all sink back down, right? Let your belly relax. We sit with our tight core all day. Cause we're constantly like, gotta suck it in. Gotta look good in my expensive scrubs. Um, relax your belly. Let it be mush. Yeah. Feel your chest in, feel your chest out. 15 seconds. It's going to feel phenomenal. And tomorrow you're going to do 30. Like, and I, it seemed, I have still people like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, please just try my way. And then I'll try your way. Like, let's, I'm open to new things. I try new things all the time. So for me, it's, it's breath is like the original movement. So if you can, cause it's something you can use all the time. Mm-hmm. So you start it like in a nice quiet space, like your car, but then when you get triggered at work, mm-hmm. it's something you like, you've built that pathway and you can go back to, um, and I use it with my friends on the job, like with all my fire friends, if you can get good control over your breathing, which is 
in yoga, you get yourself into physically uncomfortable positions, Mm -hmm. but we control the breath while we're in them. We breathe through them. And then when you're in a fire in all of your gear under pressured air and you have better controlled breathing, guess what? Your 60 minute bottle is going to last you a full 50 minutes. Yeah. Like you're going to be better at your job. Like for my police sheriff teams, when you're uncomfortable, your heart rate's so high because you're in a situation. If you can control your breath, you've got better trigger control, right? You've got better control as a nurse, like in a hot situation, if you can control your breath, like, so that's, and you have better trigger awareness. Cause one of the things that happens when we're triggers, when we're triggered is that physical central nervous system response where we go into fight or flight mode. What happens then? Our breathing goes up. It's shallower. Our heart rate goes up. Our blood pressure goes up because we're pumping right blood to the muscles. So like if you're even aware of your breath, you can know, oh, I'm triggered. Okay. I need Mm -hmm. to do something about this instead of just reacting. Ooh, yeah. I love that. So, and it's like, doesn't require any equipment. There's no expensive buy-in. You're already air, doing it. <laughs> right. Air is, air is still free. Someday it might not be, but for right now, yes. it's, it's still, still free. free. Um, so yeah, that's like mm. super, super small, small bite, bite size. size. Yeah. So just be aware of your breath and then you're building a mind-body connection. You're releasing tension. Something I find a lot too is like People will release 10, right? They'll literally, their shoulders will drop. They're literally, they will literally, I don't know why I can't talk today. Release tension on the exhale. Um, so all of those things are beautiful. Yeah. Very crunchy. Love it. Super, super crunchy. And then you can build layers there, right? right. You can put those two things together. When we're talking about like gratitude and stuff like that, you think of something that either does make you happy or you are grateful for on that inhale. On the exhale, you like, that doesn't serve me. Yeah. I love that phrase. That doesn't serve me. I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of work. It's a process, uh, that in one of those types of therapy I do is called diffusion. So it's like releasing thoughts and unhelpful thought patterns. And a lot of people will call them bad. Like those are bad thoughts. Those are negative thoughts. They're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I mean, you learn them from somewhere. Like there's a reason that we have that pattern. They're just not helpful. And so that is something I find that allows people to release it without judging it without, well, I shouldn't have those thoughts. Okay. But you do. So like, that doesn't help you. You do have them. Let's deal with it. It's like saying, oh, my house shouldn't be on fire, but it is, but it is with the fire out. (laughs) Like doesn't matter what it should or shouldn't be. It's on fucking fire. Yeah. So that, that like is helpful and that phrase, like this doesn't serve me. I think that's a great awareness piece to, for people to start with is like, what in my life actually helps me live a life that I enjoy. And I'll tell you something that like, I prioritize that a lot of people think is really weird is fun. Like if things aren't fun for me, I'm not doing it within reason, right? Like I don't yeah. love paying taxes, but your girl doesn't want to go to jail. So I pay them because that would not be fun. That would not be fun. (laughs) Right. I'm still prioritizing fun. And like when I was working with the county, you know, they were like, well, what's your dream for your practice, whatever. And I was like, I just want to have fun. Like I want to work with who I want to work with and have a good ass time. And they were like, but parts of it aren't fun. And I was like, yeah, obviously. But 80% of my life is fun. So when we say like what serves me, we also have to know our values. Does that make sense? Mm, and if people's yeah. values, especially as a healthcare worker, as someone in emergency services, like obviously they want to help people. They want to help people who are suffering. If that's one of their values, how do we then say, okay, what serves me to do this? And I'll tell you what, working hundred hours a week isn't one of them. Completely disconnecting and shutting down from your body isn't one of them. Side mm. note, I think that's a reason a lot of people have panic attacks because your body is forcing you to pay attention to it. Mm. Look at like a toddler. It's like a tantrum. Oh my God. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so many people will take medication to stop a panic attack. And I'm like, you're prolonging it. That's what you're doing. Cause you capped Mm -hmm. it and it Mm -hmm. still has to release the same amount of energy. So fun fact for anyone who experiences panic attacks, work on your body connection. Yeah. Move your body. body. Um, And I think when you said that, like suffering, helping people that are suffering, 
it's such an interesting thing that like that, right. It's a value for a lot of the people that I serve and work with, Um, but yet like we love to make ourselves suffer. (laughs) Like healthcare workers love to be a martyr though. Like like, you love to be a martyr. I know it is. It's so true. Or people like I work a hundred hours a week. Cool. Jill, no one gives a shit because you're not even present for your patients. Like you can't do this work and do that. Mm -hmm. Like unpopular opinion. Like I could get ostracized from the nursing world for this. I think 12 hour shifts are bullshit. Um, Long time. We have EMS people that pull 36 hour shifts. There is no way that you are functional or even safe. Like that is Truck drivers have to, have to take a break every eight hours, have to, but, by law. But you, but you can drive an ambulance for 36. Not only drive an ambulance, you can give medications that can kill people. Like what? And you pay them $12 an hour, which is, oh, which, but like, whatever, right? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. That, so it's part of it. Good. And that's like what helps, helps feed the, I don't deserve this thing. If mm-hmm. someone treats you like you are in you're disposable and you're only worthy of like less than what, what the poverty line is, right. like you're going to feel that way. Right. And that's like a, that's a bigger issue. That's like in so many yes. populations, but like it was specifically in healthcare, when you feel like you're not valued, why would you value yourself when the hospital, when your patients treat you like, like we could go, that could be a whole nother podcast. Sometimes patients, patients treat you like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it helps feed that little fire. So maybe it's not that one patient, but over the course of your, you know, the last six months, eight months, yeah. nine months, if you're treated that way, every shift, well, you're going to start to believe it. Right. Yeah. We're like, well, maybe it is true. Maybe I'm not valuable. Um, yeah. And then, so you then start to treat yourself and then you start to treat your body like crap. And then you feel like crap because you treated your body like crap. And like you used to talk about the spider web. I think that's how we get into a lot of this, like, um, you know, like food guilt and break room, toxic talk and like not loving our bodies and that comes from not moving them, but we don't move them because we don't value them. And right. It's a spider web. And I actually love that you go through the body because I have a lot of people who think, and I teach it the way that you do. Um, for me, I'm like, I don't give a shit about your mindset. I don't care. I don't care if you want to do things. I don't care if you don't want to do them. I don't care do the thing, the thing, whatever the thing is, practicing the breathing, um, doing the gratitude, writing down in the journal thing, the what ifs, um, then the mindset comes. It's an action and a discipline piece. Then we feel better because when we take the action, when we literally move our muscles to do the thing, it proves to our body that we are worth taking care of. It proves to our mind that we are worth taking care of. Even if you don't want to, a lot of people are like, well, I have to wait until I feel confident. You will never, never bar none. I, I will put this on my, on my friggin' tombstone. Like you will never feel confident or worthy if you don't do the things first. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. Yes. Like, well, I'll go to the gym when I feel like I look good in my workout clothes. Bring oh, your, bring your face closer to the phone. Boom. <laughs> like the, what? That's a real, like, by the way. It's a real, it's a real. Cause like yeah, been there, right? Like it's a real, I know. I think about it like with cooking, maybe cause it's like breakfast time here. Like if, if you're, you're not going to eat the egg till it's cooked, but you got to like crack it yeah. and spin it and put it in the pan and like do the thing. Like you right. just stare at it in the fridge and be like, well, I'll eat it when it's cooked, but I'm not cooking it. I'll love myself when I'm confident. And it's like, you only get that by taking the action. You only feel better by doing the things. And that's why I think a a coach can be really valuable because a lot of people literally have it backwards Mm -hmm. and they don't know. So it's an education piece. And it's like, and I think too, it's important to know, to know they have it backwards to no fault of their own. No, no, no. Right. They've been taught that. mm -hmm. And like, in social media, we see everyone's end product and highlight reels. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I actually saw her the other day. She miserable. <laughs> she miserable. She miserable. Um, that's a cute that's filter. That's a cute filter, but like mm-hmm. she miserable. Yeah. And you can so, tell yeah. like once an oh, yeah. interesting thing that happens when people start connecting with their body, um, we're going to a lot of spaces in this podcast and I'm just like super here for it. Yeah, love it. Y'all are getting all the shit that's juicy and crunchy, crunchy, juicy. Those don't really match, but anyway, I can no, but I like it like a starburst. It's like 
Sure. Chewy, but juicy. I don't know. It's, it's steak. Not that's like charred on the outsides. Literally. Yeah, that's a way better. Analogy. Sorry, vegan. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want a crunchy starburst. That's like not. <laughs> yeah, that's not real. <laughs> Scratch, delete that. Yeah, delete, cut it out. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Oh, when you start building your connection with your body, something I find is you build your intuition, right? Because what is your intuition except your body? That's why we call it a gut feeling. We say the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I got chills. All of those things are physical manifestations. Mm. And I find that once people start getting better at that, and you may find this too, they're also more clear on other people's energies. So they'll, they're really, they finally tune. I call it tuning your compass. They really finally tune their compass and they'll start spending time around the same people. And they're just like, oh, they feel gross. Mm. And there's a reason those people weren't supporting you. Like once, and I wonder if this is something that you see once people start doing this work, they start going, oh, those eight hours a week. They don't, that doesn't feel good anymore. This coworker that I used to bitch with for two hours after my shift doesn't feel good anymore. And then they naturally start turning towards things that do serve them. Ooh, we circled back. Good job us. Ooh. Ooh, that was great. That was, oh, I love that. Um, I, I absolutely. Um, and then I think what I see a lot is people like, well, I have to work the 80 hours a week to, to like make X amount of money. I'm like, well, let's like, I'm not, I'm not budget connoisseur by any means, but like, let's look at what we're doing with our money. We're mm-hmm. buying a lot of things that are coping mechanisms because we're working 80 hours a week. Good one. Hmm. Hmm. Like when you're doing that exhausted Amazon scroll and like whatever, right. But like, it's a, the shopping is a coping mechanism or like, I deserve this because I worked so hard this week. Well, I think you deserve to be happy. And that may be cutting out 10 of those hours. And like, maybe you don't need the thing. Maybe you don't need the Ipsy subscription anymore. Maybe you don't need the, like, whatever. I feel like yeah. you could purge some of those things. And like, so the, the financial aspect is a piece of it, but it's, it's that worthiness. Mm-hmm. We buy those things to make ourselves to fill a void that you could fill for free with air and movement and, and like happiness is yeah. kind of free, right. you know, if, if you're willing to. And so I, I think, yeah. And so it's a, but that's an, like a, I say an excuse or like a, a reason to something that people it's use a as a block. A hundred percent. Don't have awareness of. Mm-hmm. So it just starts with that. And I think like the breath and the connection starts to build that awareness. So if we just like dial it all the way back um, with everything you do, like, mm, go ahead. Oh no, I was saying like, just bring it back to your surf comment with everything you do. Like, does this serve? Like, is this a good move for me? Does this serve me? Like when this box gets delivered, I'm going to be happy for 2.4 seconds. And then like, so. Right. And I think a lot of people take a, um, a restrictive view. Cause that's very common in our society. Like one of the biggest pieces of financial advice, they're like, come back on lattes. Fuck, like I want my lattes. Get out of here. But there's a right, guy right, right. like, give me my lattes for life. Um, there's a guy named Rumi Sadie who is Wonderful. So side note, everyone go buy his book. I will teach you to be rich. He's phenomenal. But he actually takes an opposite approach. And he says, one of the things that is exponential is your ability to earn more. And I think a lot of people don't take Mm. that shift either. So for, you know, EMS workers for things like that, it's like, yeah, I could, I need to make a certain amount. So I have to work these hours. But I think a question we're not asking ourselves because we're too tired. We're too drained. You can't be creative when you're in survival mode. You can't. You're not running from a bear and painting the Mona Lisa at the same time. You're just running from a bear. That's not how that happened. Are you sure? I heard that Vinci had a bear in the room to motivate him. Wrong. Anyone? Change my mind. If you're immortal and you were there. Um, <laughs> but you're not right. You're not working eight hours a week and overwhelmed and just trying to survive and saying, how can mm. I make more money? How, what job can I apply to for a salary raise? What, um, what training can I take? What certification can I have for a salary raise? You can't take more classes. You can't do anything. You're just stuck in this hamster wheel of suck, suck. Mm-hmm. And you can't do better things. And so that's where people like you come in where you're like, listen, you like, I just, in my head, you like take their little hand and they're just like, <laughs> like, you're just like, it doesn't have to be, yeah. like, it doesn't have to. And they're just like, mm-hmm. what, what do you mean? This is all I know because everyone they know is doing the same shit and they're mm-hmm. miserable and they're burned out. And it's like, 
because it, it loves company. Like we sit around this way and we sit around. Way. Yeah. We sit around fire pits together. Let's look at what I'm picturing. But like we sit around fire pits together. Cause yeah. it's fun. Right. We roast our s'mores, mm-hmm. but like, we're just like watching our lives burn. We're going to just yeah. do it together. Cause like, it loves company. Like let's all yeah. be miserable and on yeah. fire and, roar and, it's and like, systemic. yeah, mm-hmm. like it's, it's accepted culture. It's culture change is so yeah. difficult, not impossible, but it's hard. It's difficult. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. Dude, this is good. So many good things. I know. I'm having so much fun. Right? This is great. I love you. <laughs> you know what's funny is I always wanted to be a talk show host when I was younger. And it's like, <laughs> what up, podcasting? Now I'm a talk what show up? host. But Dream come true. Right? So Because you're creative because you're not in survival mode. Right. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a good life. So when people are like, hey this resonates hella hard. I feel attacked. I feel called out. I'm in this podcast and I don't like it. Um, what can people do to work with you? If they're like, Stephanie's dope. She's like spitting. What, uh, what like the young people call it? She's like spitting fire. I don't know. I'm not cool. I think, I think that's a thing. I'd like to spit fire. That could be a cool superpower. Like, um, I don't know what the young people call it, but like, they're like, I, no, Steph okay. is legit. I want to work with her. Like I'm burned out. I don't know what to do. Um, how do they find you? How do they work with you? What do you offer? Yeah, I appreciate that. So first I need one of you young people or like whoever you are, whatever age young at heart cool. to, to message me what the appropriate term would be. Can we just make that like a little call to action, please shoot, find me on the gram. I don't know what to um, say. And I sound old and I sound old. I think I heard the other day, like, Oh, that's Gucci. I think oh, that yeah. means like, that's, that's good. Thing. Yeah. It's like, um, cool. So she like, like we're Gucci and I'm like, we're Gucci. I don't even like Gucci as a designer. No, not like side style. note. I really dislike Gucci Dolce though. Like, Ooh, your girl, your girl wishes she could afford Dolce. So if anyone wants to be I'm Dolce <laughs> must have boat, must I have will boat. take it. I will take your money to buy Dolce sugar. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, um, find me on the gram it's flow between the lines underscore SB. That's me. 70 version SB. Um, so flow between the lines is the, um, the name of the company. And I just feel like compelled to just explain that super quick. It started yeah. with, um, my like police fire EMS, um, friends. So when like, it's the, like the thin blue line, right. The thin mm-hmm. red line, the thin line. So it came from that, like flow between those lines. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see that flag at a funeral anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so kind of like, you know, with those lines, that's kind of where it started. And then it uh-huh. evolved from there. Thank you. And evolved from there and it could kind of into the healthcare space as well. Um, that we're like, we're flowing between the lines that we've set, like the line between like good and bad left and right. Um, the lines between your journal, the lines on your mat, the lines of your body. So like, that's where that came from. So find me there. Then now you'll remember it flow between the lines SB. Um, so you can find me there on the gram. I do, um, like some, um, yoga online classes. We have a small community. I say small and that, um, a small of your time commitment kind of deal. We meet once a week, um, virtually where we do kind of like a check-in, um, a little bit of like a tool, like a bit like what we talked about today, a crunchy little tool you can put into your world. Um, and a slow flow class. So we meet once a week and we have like a community board, um, that you can drop in set things that you might need help with. Like if you're like, I am just having a day, a support essentially. Um, so kind of a community there. Um, open, like can people join at any time or do you launch it at certain times? Absolutely. It's open. Um, I was kind of doing like a, um, set time, but it seemed like why I just opened it up. I'm like, well, cause when you find me, you find me like the world's gonna <laughs> right? the world's going to bring us together when you're ready. Um, yeah. and when I'm ready. So that's open, that. open and join anytime. Um, and then I, like, I do have a, um, a 10 week group program that I do launches with. So doing another launch of that coming up the end of the summer. Um, and then I also have a retreat coming, a lot going on, a retreat coming up. It is, um, I'm, I work with all, um, all the people, but this retreat is a specifically, um, a women's wellness retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it is coming up at the end of July. It's up in New Hampshire. So it's like, Hey, world's open, come travel. Or if you're local, 
love that too. Um, so that's coming up the last weekend in July and that's a women's wellness, like a self-empowerment. Um, so actually Allie is doing a, um, like women's empowerment speech. Um, we're going to do like a, it's this palm cardio class that I love just shake our asses and like feel empowered because we moved our bodies. Yeah. And the real prize is it's a mini, um, boudoir photo shoot. I have a boudoir photographer coming to do a mini, um, come as you are photo shoot with each of the women. Yeah. And you'll have three gorgeous, beautiful, professional edited photos to take with you to do whatever you want, um, to burn, to use as a Christmas card. Like I'm here for it. I support that actually. Um, so that's kind of like, and there's weight, like there's more to the retreat, but those are kind of like the, that's like the meat and potatoes of that. So those are like some of, um, like the right now ways that you can work with me. If you didn't hear something that resonates with you and you want to work with me anyway, I don't know, find me, we'll do something. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. And so, or, or if you are hearing this podcast and you have like a provider, a healthcare firefighter, police officer in your life that you're like, they like get me in touch. Yeah. Like, even if it's just a chat, I'm um, also happy to just like jump on a call. I do um, like an exploration um, to chat call if there's anything I can offer you that serves you. If you're not ready to join the community, I get that. You're ready when you're ready, but come find me. Dude. Yes. Now, can you remind people what your Instagram is so they remember it? Yes. It's flow between the lines underscore SB. That's me, SB. So flow between the lines. Yeah. Dude, yeah. thank you so much. This was beautiful. No, thank you. I, I am. This was like so fun. I had such a blast. Y'all I feel like th- we taught so many things. We're probably going to have mm-hmm. to like do it again. Yeah. I was just going to say like, people need to tell us their favorite part. And if there's like, yeah. Hey, I wish you would talk more about that, that honestly, it helps me know where to go. Cause, um, I come up with things, but I'm like, sometimes I just talk into the void. <laughs> so, right. Right. Cause if you can, if people have like you can't fill a want you don't know is there. So right. something feedback right? is like, the most valuable. So let us know what part reach you out. Yeah. I'm friendly for awesome. life. <laughs> I don't bite. Well. Via Zoom anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thank you. You were beautiful. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun, y'all. I want to encourage you to download my three-step guide to changing your life. You can find it at livemyhappyhealth.com. If you're listening to this, I assume you want to make some changes. So you don't have to do it alone. The guide is literally there to help you. Y'all go have a great week.